Uh, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I am your host, Tadris Parker, aka Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online coaching programs for beginners and beyond. We're going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can get you into the best shape of your life, empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. And if you are taking up running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as we inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Head over to our website and take us up on our monthly Keeping It Real Health Challenge. Remember, the thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's get into this week's show. Ah, welcome to episode 105. And in this week's podcast, we will discuss running, motherhood, and you. Seven steps to becoming a mother runner. That's right. One bad mother runner coming right up after we give you these tips. I'm excited for episode 105. Thank you guys so much for listening to our show. Every week, every Sunday, delivering uh, running tips, intermittent fasting, weight loss, and of course, bringing on stories that has an impact on other people's lives. So I want to tell you guys something. Some may find our podcast and listen to it for the motivation, and we thank you. I wanted to let you know that more, now more than ever, I am personally want to help as many people as I can reach their precious health goals. So I invite you to share those goals with me by filling out the contact us form in the show notes. Maybe you are a local person in the South Jersey area aspiring to run your first 5K. You know, Chris Ballard, she joined the program when she was approaching 40 and it was something that she had on her bucket list. I want to run a 5K before I turn 40. And she hasn't looked back since going on to run half marathons. You, my friend, would like to join our Run a 5K program so that we can teach you the strategies and methods to participate in your first event. Maybe you are already an experienced runner, not in the New Jersey area, and looking to improve on your mile times and have some accountability to reach one of your goal races like that full marathon, half marathon. You will join the online accountability program. And finally, maybe you're looking for a good weight loss support system and would like to uh, include walking into your daily activity, have some support with our weekly health connection calls. You will join our Keeping It Real Health Challenge. When you fill out the contact us form, I will personally reach out to you and help set, set up a time so we can go over your precious goals. So please help spread the word of Coach Dries and the Run to the Best You program with someone you love. Now, we also want to take time to thank our sponsor, the Strides app. I'm, I'm really putting it into high gear with this app right now, guys. I'm using it more so myself. Uh, <clears throat> you can track all your goals and habits in one flexible app. With Strides, you can track anything good or bad habits and smart goals with reminders to hold you accountable and charts to keep you motivated. It has been recommended in the New York Times. Strides has been called the most comprehensive, user-friendly, beautifully designed goal tracking app available. Imagine having all your most important habits, routines, and goals together in one simple to-do list, and now you can. You can track four types of goals with a streak calendar. By the way, as I'm recording this podcast today, I'm on day 580 of the Coach Tadree streak, walk or run at least a mile a day. So traditional running streaks may consider not consider my, my streak a streak at all uh, because serious runners may say two to three miles a day will be considered a streak. However, I wanted to do something to inspire uh, anyone to say, hey, let's, let's get up off the couch and even walk a mile. You've had knee surgery, back issues, whatever. If I can come out 580 days, despite no matter what the weather has been, you can come out and do it too. And and Marie Geary, one of our resident uh, local members, she's killing it. She's on like 550 something. She's She started her streak about uh, 40, 50 days after I did. So uh, we, we're moving right along and we invite you to do it too, right? Uh, you can reach a certain goal by a specific date and then you can do a, a goal that has a rolling average. 
and you complete a project on time with milestones. Hit your running stride with the Strides app today. You can download it on your uh, Google Play Store, however you do it. But I also left a link in the show notes for you to check out that Strides app. So as the summer is coming, June 26th, out me and my team, we're going to be running the Bungalow 5 Miler. Speaking of which, that race is also virtual. So if you can't come to New Jersey and participate in the Bungalow Beach 5 Miler, which is an amazing race right on the shore in Atlantic City, uh, you can do it virtually. I love having stuff on the calendar that, you know, keeps me motivated. And with the Strides app, I'm like checking off certain things. Am I, how do I want to perform on race day? I know I perform best without all the sugars and sweets and grains and stuff in my system. So that's coming up. If you're interested in a virtual run, reach out to me. Email me at coachdrees at gmail.com. Friend me on Facebook, private message me. I will have a special for you should you want to do it virtually, okay? And um, also speaking about reaching out to me, I want to know how was your week? What were some things that went well for you last week? And has any of the tips from our previous episodes enhanced your life at all? Please, guys, definitely, uh, definitely, we would love to hear from some of your successes. Um, I leave all my spelling of my name and everything in the show notes. We also ask if you listen to our podcast or on Apple Podcasts, please rate and leave a review. Your reviews may be the difference in helping us get found and saving someone's life with the stories we bring on. All right. When we bring on the Carl Tate story and and he tells us that he lost 100 pounds in a little over a year by cutting out processed foods and starting to take off running. Man, Angelina Hawk hears that. She became a client. Uh, Carl Tate was not a client of mine. It's just his story was inspirational. And I also hope to bring on someone today that's going to help me. And when I say today, I hope to bring someone on, a mother, later on in the show that can hammer home the points that we're going to bring out in today's show. All right? So you guys go into Apple Podcasts and leave a review. That would mean the world to us. It really helps content creators know that they're making an impact and you never know who may read that story or your post or how you like the particular episode. It will cause someone else to press play and boom, their life can be changed just like that. The power of words, man. The power of words. <clears throat> so let's get into this running motherhood and you. So let me set the table, guys, right? Maybe you're that mother out there that just had a baby and you're already thinking about what to do to take that baby weight off. Perhaps before the baby, you loved spin class or strength training at the gym. Uh, you may have loved going for a mind-clearing run alone or with some friends. But now that the baby is here, how will this affect your once active life? Well, once again, guys, you don't have to close the book on uh, <laughs> your active life. You don't have to close the book and say this chapter is done for a while. No, you want to have the mindset that you still can get it done, right? There's no problems. There's only solutions. So in this week's podcast, we will give you some workarounds to help you become that one fierce mother runner. So what do I know about this? I'm a father, right? Well, guess what? I coach mothers of all ages and stages for nearly a decade now. And as a runner myself... You know, as a running father, I've had to deal with some of these these uh, strategies myself to give mom a break. You know, if I wanted to go for a run in the middle of the afternoon, you can just forget about it because she's like, where you think you're going? And I'm like, I'm about to go for a run. Uh-uh, you ain't leaving me alone with him crying all day. So what did I do? I wanted to make sure that I had a good running stroller and I would strap little guy in there. Give him some honey nut Cheerios in the sippy cup because there was two uh, cup holders. One had honey nut Cheerios. The other one had a sippy cup. Boom. And I'm off to the races. Just running, chilling. And uh, yeah, those were some fond memories of me. Because guys, let, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen out there, the, the wife isn't the only one who puts on weight. 
The men put on weight too. That they call that sympathy weight, right? And so this would be absolutely something that both of you can do together. I know we're talking about mother runners right now, but uh, any guys out there listening to support your mate, you know, you want to go out there and do it too. That'd be awesome. Families that run together, stay together, baby. So running can benefit both you and the baby. Make sure you are cleared for aerobic exercise by your doctor first. Uh, some, some are ready to resume exercise as early as two weeks after delivery, while others may have to wait a little longer. But we want to get back on the road as soon as possible to help deal with postpartum. We, you know, if you've already had children, you know that that is a serious uh, situation. Um, so getting on a run will actually help with that. Uh, some other benefits of running includes reducing the symptoms of depression and helping you handle the stressors that comes along with having a newborn. So here's seven pitfalls that may try to stop you from being the baddest mother runner on the planet. Number one, guilt. Yeah, guilt. As a new parent, you may feel overwhelmed with all the things that you must do around having a baby, like upkeep of the house. Uh, guilt will try to set in when you think about doing something to take care of yourself. So that's the problem. Guilt, let's talk about the solution. Remind yourself that your health is a priority. Taking care of your physical and mental health will help you handle the stress of the day. So do not feel guilty for carving out time to run or any other exercise. I talked about maybe some that like to go to the gym. Now, running is an exercise in which you can just go outdoors, right out to the front door. So that kind of alleviates, uh, eliminates the guilt, as it were, because you're not going far. But when you have to pack up the baby bag, you have to pack up everything, you have to go to a gym. Um, and even if someone's watching the kids sometimes, you know, that that is more uh, of a guilt stranglehold than just going out for a run. So that can, you know, taking up running and walking will actually help you feel a little less guilty because you're right at, in, in the community. However, I don't want you to feel like you can't ever go to the gym. You know, once again, carve out the time because shrimp training, if you used to love cycling, boom, let's get it back, right? Keep it into your routine because it will help you be happier, right? Let's talk about this. At times, our partners might make us feel guilty. They may not understand how running is a mental break for you. So when our partner isn't on the same page, they may unknowingly make us feel guilty for needing to run. So I told you how, how I, you know, as a father, you know, I had to be sympathetic to my wife. She was like, listen, you're not leaving me here to deal with this baby all day. You, you haven't been home all day. You've been working all day. Now you come home and you're saying that you're going for a run. What kind of mess is this? When, when is it going to be your turn to watch the kid? Right. So it was she made valid points. So it's not that they don't they're trying to make you feel guilty. Sometimes they may have some validity to their point. So what's the solution? Have a candid conversation with your partner as to the importance of your running practice. Explain the benefits of both your physical and mental health. Make a schedule together. Sit down and talk about it. Although things will come up and you may have to go during a time that wasn't scheduled, at least they will understand your feelings about being healthy. So instead of just springing in on a person, like really sit down, plan out your day, or plan out your week so that uh, you can get stuff done. That's awesome. Number two uh, hurdle is the simple fact that it's a newborn. So you may be thinking that there's no way I can run with a newborn. Well, you absolutely can't. Here's the solution. The good news about starting a running practice is that you don't need to run every day. Three key days a week is all that is needed, even for experienced runners like myself. I know I talked about a streak earlier, but notice I said walk or run a mile a day. So I run on three key days a week. And this way you can plan accordingly. Perhaps your partner or parent can watch your newborn as you go out for a 30 to 40 minute run. Should you choose to bring the baby with you, make sure that you feed the baby first. It's easier to deal with 
anything else that could arise than having to stop to feed the little ones. And uh, some of the stuff I had got from the runningshoesguru.com, uh, um, they actually wrote an article about this sort of thing. So as I was doing some research on this, um, I really found that point very, very uh, apropos. You know what I mean? Uh, some people obviously uh, feel some types of way if uh, uh, nursing mothers uh, is feeding out in public. <laughs> but... but there's one thing you definitely can't do. You can't run and breastfeed at the same time. You know what I mean? I never saw that. I'm just picturing it now. It just doesn't seem like it'll work out too well, right? So uh, you want to make sure you feed the baby. That way it has a full belly. And guess what? When you strap it in the stroller and you go for that job, boom, that baby, boom, falls right asleep. Satisfied, right? Number three, okay? Number three is multiple children. So not only do you have a newborn, but you got a two, two year old too. What's the solution? Once again, planning is everything. Your newborn, you know, sleep and feeding schedule may be totally different from your toddlers eating and sleeping and feeding schedule, right? So if it's possible with the foresight, knowing I'm only going to run three days this week, Saturday, my my partner is home, so I don't have to worry about it. I could I could run freely on my own. But what I'm going to do on Tuesday and Thursday, right? Right? Is it possible to plan those days that you feed both children at the same time and give them similar nap times in order for you to budget in time for your run? Maybe you give them a uh, something to eat at 11.30 a.m., you know, they're both satisfied. It's kind of lunch. If, if the two-year-old's home, you kind of give them that lunchtime at 11.30, 12. They, you know, the newborn might be ready for a nap as soon as it finished eating. You can strap them right into the stroller. Now, obviously, if you have two children, you want to get a double-wide stroller. Listen, there is no problems, only solutions, baby. So we've been passed by people running with double strollers all the time in races, you know what I mean? So you can do it. If, if these these individuals now, they may have started just like you as a beginner and found it a, a challenge to run with two kids in the stroller. But we've had someone on the podcast um, in the past who actually has two children and her husband is, if I'm not mistaken, in the military. So he's not home a lot. So she has to run races with the babies. Now, when he is home, she will leave the baby's home and go for a run five o'clock in the morning. But you know what she takes with her? She takes the double stroller with sandbags in the stroller. To, <laughs> you got to go back and listen to this uh, episode, Becoming Wonder Woman, right? Uh, Jennifer Balance, the Jennifer Balance story, Becoming Wonder Woman. Um, I posted on social media, who gets, who hates getting passed by uh, a person running with a stroller and everybody just took off commenting like crazy. And one of Jennifer Balance's friends said that uh, you need to talk to Jennifer Balance. And at the time, Jennifer Balance was not in this particular Facebook group, but they tagged her. Uh, she was so uh, forthcoming and, and gracious with her time to share with me on a podcast how she became known as Wonder Woman. She, she dresses as Wonder Woman in the races. She's pushing the stroller. But her story of waking up 5 a.m. and running with the sandbags to emulate what it would be like on race day, that's awesome. So I figured I'd share that with you guys here. For those that have multiple children, you can get it done. Um, and by the end of the run, like I said before, maybe both children will be knocked out. That's a major win for you. Take a shower, kind of bring it down a little bit for yourself before the baby wakes up and starts crying. Number four. Busy schedules. All right, so as parents, we all have busy schedules, right? But you may work from home, got a newborn, got a, a five-year-old, maybe one's in first grade. You just got so much going on. Once again, it really comes down to setting up your month, setting up your week in order to set up your days. Because if you put yourself last, you will not get it done. 
So here it is. It's the beginning of June. What does the rest of your month look like? Do you have any races on the calendar? Now, I may be, you know, it may seem as though that I'm talking to first time mothers, but, you know, there's some, there was a race that I just did back in April where the mother was running with a baby in her stomach. All right. So perhaps she didn't already deliver the baby by now. And maybe she's ready to put, you know, once again, get cleared by the doctor. Maybe she has a race on the schedule that is going to keep her focused so that she doesn't uh, start stress eating and start becoming pre-diabetic because of uh, taking in too much sugar and, and all the things that can go with stress eating. So to deal with busy schedules... You got to buy out the time. You can't find the time. You got to buy out the time. And the way you do that is by looking into the future. And we got, the beautiful thing is, guys, we got calendars. We got the, you got the, you, you love paper calendars? Look at the paper calendar. If you love your digital devices, schedule in the time. Look in the month of June, early July. Is there a race coming up? How many days a week do I need to train for it? Coach Dreams on his podcast said, I only need three days a week. That's right. Key Three key running days is all you need to prepare for any race distance. All right? Now, the time may vary based on the distance of the race. But uh, schedule it out. Make sure that you put yourself in as an appointment. If you, had a, if you are a, you know, obviously you have the babies, so they might eat at the same time every day. You may have a, a, a mate that comes home and wants dinner at the same time every day. You have deadlines with uh, bosses and stuff like that. And if it was a client, you would not miss that appointment. Well, schedule your appointment for yourself. I don't care. Now, it might be a sacrifice. You might have to go to bed a little earlier to wake up a little bit earlier. You may have to call in a favor and say, hey, mom, or uh, you know, call your parent or another mother Someone in your community that you love and trust and y'all can swap times. Listen, I watch your kids while you go exercise. You watch mine while I go get mine running. Another uh, potential setback for people would be weather conditions. All right. So I know when I was running with my son with the stroller, uh, it might have started wanting to drizzle. So I made sure that I had one of those plastic guards. Um, to, to keep the wind or rain off of the baby. Um, also wanted to, you know, be mindful that in the winter, I mean, in the summertime, it's hot. Obviously, you're not going to put a plastic guard over that, but they may have uh, mesh screening that you can actually put over top. Um, you know, equipped, you know, you can set up your jogger is as uh, cool as you want, you know. There might be some fans, I say might be, because I haven't seen one, but I can picture engineering something, setting up like a little fan inside of there, right, over top that blows down to keep the baby cool, right? You want to you want to think about all the different weather conditions. Um, obviously, if you check the weather report, once again, you planned everything out, you saw what the weather was going to look like, you can leave the plastic home so that you don't have to carry so much stuff, or you can tuck the plastic in the underneath portion so that if there was a scattered thunderstorm or something that just came out of nowhere, you are prepared, okay? Um, so that leads me to what to wear. So what you want to do when we're thinking about weather conditions is you want to remember, especially if it's chilly out, you want to remember that the baby isn't going to, uh, it's not going to warm up because it's not exercising like you are. So you might have a thin layer on. It's a little chilly out. You might have a thin layer on because uh, you know that you're about to start sweating. Well, the baby doesn't have that opportunity. In fact, as you're pushing it in the stroller, the wind might be getting even worse for the baby, right? So you want to make sure you have an extra layer on the baby. If the baby gets hot and starts fussing, you'll know about it. You might have to pull over and stop, right, to take a layer off. But it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And then finally, 
this kind of goes with the same aspect of the busy schedule, right? Work-life balance. You know, once again, a lot of a lot of moms may have to go back to work not too long after, you know, the baby's born. And so how do you balance all the all of those things? Once again, you, you we have to figure out what our why is. Why do you want to run or why do you want to get in the best shape, right? It's not just about losing weight. There's something got to be deeper for you. Perhaps, and I hate to say this, but perhaps we lost a loved one due to uh, cancer and it runs in the family. But we can actually, if we don't eat the same foods and we learn how to eat healthier, maybe we can be that ones that ward it off. And then maybe we can help the next generation because we taught them how to eat, right? Once again, that work-life balance, that equation, right? I've seen people take on extra work at work, right? Thinking, all right, if I work harder, I'll make more money and we won't struggle as much. But sometimes, guys, it's not about taking on more. It's actually seeing how to live on less. Is there things around our world that we don't need to be spending time or money on? And if we can eliminate some of these extra stresses, then guess what? We have more mental space for that uh, exercise, more mental space for close relationships, more mental space to make better decisions when it comes to our food choices. And so analyze, especially if you are a new mother and you have been used to working hard. Uh, now you have this new responsibility. Some people may have to work or some may be able to talk to their partner and, and realize that if we eliminate these four things, maybe we don't need uh, Netflix, Disney Plus, uh, Fox News, uh, HBO Max. There's all kinds of subscriptions that we're paying for nowadays. Maybe we could cut some of that stuff off and I could just stay, stay at, be a stay-at-home mom. And if I'm a stay-at-home mom, you know, that'd be great because I'll be here for the baby and, and take care of all the needs. And by the way, if I could just have 30 minutes at night, you know, after after we ate dinner and I put the baby down, maybe I have a nice, well-lit uh, community that I can run in and uh, you can watch the baby, right? It's all about designing. At this point in my life, and I'm not sure where you are in your life. Maybe you are in your 20s and you're ready to run, 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 go, 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 go. But if you can learn this lesson earlier in life, then it'll be better off for you, right? The lesson is to just simplify, slow down. Don't be in a rush like everyone else. And what's funny too is this this applies to racing strategies too. A lot of times people take off. Ooh, that The gun goes off. You're so excited. You just take off. Why do the person, why does it happen that the person with a rolling, running stroller, <clears throat> excuse me, passes someone who seems like they're muscle bound, they're athletic and boom. But how is it that later on, the person that's running with the stroller ends up passing someone like that? You know, like they didn't take off too fast. They paced themselves. They slowed down and then was able to overtake people later on. And so we can do the same thing when it comes to our life, right? So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this first half of the podcast. I'm going to take a break and come back with some other thoughts. Hey guys, I want to take a moment to tell you about Thrive Market. It's an online service that will deliver straight to your door nutrition based on your dietary needs. So if you are keto, they have keto type snacks. If you like Whole30, they have Whole30 approved salad dressings and ketchups and things of that nature. Being that I try to keep my nutrition real, if I go to the supermarket and look for a salad dressing, it's going to have all sorts of ingredients that I can't pronounce, as well as sugar, high fructose corn syrup, soy as the main ingredients. You can avoid that by making a salad dressing yourself. However, that can get a little boring. But Primal Kitchen, which is one of Thrive Market's foods, they have some of the most amazing 
delicious salad dressings made with organic avocado oils and nice natural herbs and spices into these salad dressings. You can get Thousand Island salad dressing. What I love is the ketchup. The ketchup is so delicious. I actually take it out to restaurants with me because it doesn't have all that stuff that I mentioned, like the high fructose corn syrup and things like that. So if you're ready to take your health to the next level and you want good, wholesome snacks and dressings for your foods, order from Thrive. In the description, I will leave a link to Thrive and you'll get $25 off your first purchase. Welcome back to the show. I just finished giving everyone seven potential pitfalls that a new mother will face when it comes to trying to get out for a run, whether it was guilt, uh, not knowing what to do by having a newborn. Maybe you're a mother that have multiple children. Uh, you got a busy schedule. Number four, uh, weather conditions can be an issue, what to wear. And then lastly, work-life balance. And so I gave some tips on which uh, you can get around those situations that may come up, but I couldn't think of a better person to bring on to help me talk about this. Her name is Ashley. How are you today, Ashley? I'm great. You know, I'm fantastic. So uh, I want to make sure that I'm saying your middle name, right? Is it Sherry? It's Sherry. Sherry. See, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Sherry. Okay. So, so Ashley, um, I met you through social media. Um, we belong to the same running motivation group and you posted this picture and it was very deep. I mean, it, 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 I just, I was drawn to like your story. Now I wanted to look for that post. I couldn't find it because it got lost, but I was attracted to your story. I reached out to you, asked you if you wouldn't mind sharing on the podcast. And I thank you so much for buying out the time and uh, doing this with me. Absolutely. What one thing that I noticed too is that you have a great looking family. So for our podcast listeners, you can go into the show notes and uh, actually look at the blog associated with this, and you're going to have see pictures of Ashley and her wonderful family. How many children do you have? I have six, and I've had a few others, but I lost them, and that's oh. a long story. But I have six that are living. Wow. Wow, Ashley, I would have never known that you had that many. Wow. Um, what what's your purpose for running? Like what what's your story? Let let's let's tell what take our listeners back to how Ashley started running in the first place. And being that you have you have six children at the moment, right? Six children. Mm -hmm. Um how long have you been running and and have you had to juggle your your motherhood responsibilities with trying to squeeze in a run? Okay, so almost to the day, 17 years ago, when I had my oldest, he was almost a year old. I couldn't even look at myself at pictures. I was extremely overweight. I was unhealthy, mind, body, soul, everything. I wasn't taking care of him, and I couldn't keep up with him. Like a, Like this very active, like not even a year old yet child I could not keep up with and this kid was running everywhere like he was an early walker so he was running and I'm like I can't even play with him at the park can't do anything with him and I just looked at myself I couldn't I just couldn't handle it anymore so I finally got up and I was like I'm gonna start walking I'm just gonna start getting you know active and so I can be there for him I started to like build on it I decided to walk went to circuit training then I went into full on running and I was like, I have to keep this up because I need to be available for him healthy all over across the board. It's not just about, you know, physically being healthy, it's mentally and spiritually being healthy. So I had to make a complete change and be there for him. And then beyond that, like my goal was to make sure that I lead by example, because if I take care of myself then I know it's going to be pushed on to him and he will learn that from my example that I'm doing and do that when he's older as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and so uh, what, what's his name? His name's Hayden. Hayden. Shout out to you, man. Mm -hmm. You got an incredible mother who saw at a, uh, at early age, how energetic you were and she needed to keep up with it. And, um, 
and she's setting such a good example for you. So is, is he pretty active now? Is he still running around? Oh my. Yes, he runs with me sometimes. Uh, yes. He prefers not to because I can beat him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he's like, he's going to be 18 soon and he's, um basketball 610 so he got he's you know going on and playing basketball he's one of the top players for the area so nice. i mean he he got passed he got passed down that you know determination and working on himself and you know really applying himself which is great because it really was a factor of what i've done for him and also his father so it's amazing you know, Ashley, when you were growing up, were you athletic? Were you playing any sports? Like what, how did you turn from, you know, a teenager? I like to say life happens. Sometimes we're active when we're younger and then life happens and we wake up and realize, man, I'm 30, 40 pounds overweight and, and I don't feel good. Now I need to do something about it. Um, were you active growing up? I kind of it wasn't something that was passed down to me by my family or anything my family is extremely overweight and not healthy and never took care of themselves so I had to learn it on my own I was like a dancer and I was fit then but then once I had my son and like became a mom like I let myself go and that was like the norm for my family Mm -hmm. so I followed that norm and then I decided to break the cycle and change it because it just wasn't something that I was raised like at all. Yeah. And so now you have a one-year-old and you, you're starting to realize that, you know, uh, it's hard for you to maintain and keep up with them. And what made you pick running? Okay, so you started walking, then you started running, and then you added some, you know, cross-training and stuff like that. So what made you stick to running? It seems as though that you have a strong passion and a love for it. Why? Okay, so when I was doing all my research and like what worked for me versus, you know, like the fads out there and stuff, like I would try new things, but running was the cheapest, easiest, you could do it pretty much anywhere thing that you could possibly get into. And that was what appealed to me was that I could throw my son in, my, in his stroller, I could get him on his bike, I could do whatever, and I could run. And it was, you know, there's other options, there's treadmills, there's ellipticals, there's other things, and you could do it pretty much anywhere. You just need, like, you don't even have to run with shoes on nowadays. Some people run barefoot, but like, yes. if you have a decent pair of shoes, you can do it. What you wear is up to you, like, but it's just, there's that side of me where I can just get up and go if I want to, and I don't have anything holding me back. I don't need equipment. I can just go. Yep. Yeah. And, and I love how you said that it was a study of one, because a lot of times in today's society, we're always getting bombarded with a fad, you know, try this diet, try this exercise. It's going to it's going to shred you up and everything like that. They use these um, catchphrases that really uh, appeals to your want to get rid of something fast. But mm -hmm. I love how you said that, you know, you didn't fall for that. You you did a research of, a, of one person, like study what is going to work for you the best. And I love how you put that um, throughout your process. Did you ever um, kind of I talked about guilt. Some parents, especially newborns, uh, parents of a, a newborn child may feel guilty for for buying out time for themselves. Um but here in this particular um, podcast and article, I kind of want to remind them to your mental health and your physical health is, is very important. So schedule some time for yourself. Um, sometimes people may unknowingly try to make us feel guilty. So even though this is about mothers, um, I, I coach a lot of uh, mothers and I'm a father, obviously. So I remember in the middle of the day, I wanted to go for a run. And my wife was like, uh, you ain't you ain't going nowhere. You're not leaving me here with this kid alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I had to get the running stroller. I had to, like, give mom a break, put the kid in the stroller. It wasn't, you know, she wasn't trying to make me feel guilty. It wasn't, it wasn't like a guilt trip she was trying to throw on me. But I was like, you know, hey, this is my workaround. I'm just going to get a nice running stroller. I'm going to run with the kid. Um, did you ever feel anything like that? You know, at times I did, but there was a moment in my life a few years ago that I realized that I was burning myself uh, 
I wasn't taking care of myself like in self-care wise. And I realized that I needed to stop feeling guilty and feel guilty for not taking care of myself. Because when I wasn't taking care of myself, I wasn't as good as a, a mother, a worker, a lover, a friend, any of that stuff. So once I started actually putting myself first, taking care of me, making sure my health was on point, making sure I, you know, number one, like, and passing that down, you know, I, it was just a big turnaround moment for me. I was like, I lost that guilt feeling and I started feeling like this was what I had to do and I should feel guilty for not doing it. Absolutely. I flipped it. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's very, very important. You, You know, you can't, drive your your car on e and if you're constantly pouring out you know we understand that um there's more happiness and giving than there is in receiving those type of things but at the same time you have to be able to have something in your fuel tank in order to give to someone else so um when it comes to now now we talked about your 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 first son now you have now as you've been running you've had multiple children how mm-hmm. do you how do you balance that? How do you structure so that you can still get in some exercise while maybe bringing some of your kids or how, how, how do you deal with that? Right now, I have the luxury of working from home. So I take my lunch break and I run during my lunch break because everybody's like, how do you do it? How do you do it? I've adapted that and my work has been very like generous to make sure that that I can do what I need to do because I'm like, I'm a better worker. I need that reset button. And that run is my reset. So I always have done that, but I've done it where I got up early in the morning and then, you know, like while the kids are sleeping or, you know, at late at night after they go to bed or just whatever it would be. But like, like I said, I've actually had a few of my teens join me on runs or like my you know younger ones will go on their bikes or scooters or something like that and we all do it as a family or if I take them to the park then I run around there and use the equipment for my workout so I try and incorporate them so that they're seeing it and they're doing it with me and we're active as a family as opposed to you know other things but we have a lot of sports so then I'm like I just adapted it to doing it during my lunch hour and Mm. just you know, whatever. Cause like, even when I was not able to fully run, I would just walk during my lunch hour until I was able to run. Cause like, after you have a baby, you have to take some time to yourself and get your body back to, you know, okay. So there was times where I had to walk, but just whatever worked, I figured it out. Absolutely. I like, I like how you said that if you go to the park, you use the equipment there. Right. I Mm -hmm. I like to use the term, the world is my gym. Right. Yep. I go to the playground doing pull-ups, you know what I mean? Using some of the yep. equipment to do decline and incline push-ups, all kinds of stuff, you know? Um, and so when it came to – let me ask you this. How far do you go? Uh, you have an hour lunch break. Uh, what kind of distance? Do you worry about time at all or distance? It is strictly what I can fit in in an hour, and generally that's about eight miles. Jeez. Yes. <laughs> that is fast. That is fast. Yeah. And and the, the crazy thing is, you know, listen, if you only got 10 minutes, that's a good mile and a half, two miles for you. It sounds like just about, um, you know. Yeah. Um, but don't you feel so much better even if you just went on a 10 minute run and just boom, got quick workout. Boom. And now your energy is so much different. Yeah. I mean, I generally don't do short runs because I will get into that flow and get lost in it. <laughs> Yeah, And I forget about it until it's like, oh, my time is up. And I don't really pay attention to the distance. I pay attention strictly to my time. Nice. How so, um, how many days a week do you get it in? Six days a week. Okay. Nice. Um, a couple of other points here that I had was uh, about the weather conditions. Um, you know, obviously, if it's uh, cooler out, right? You, mm-hmm. you got to make sure that the children is dressed properly. Like it's okay to go out with something a little thinner on for yourself because you're going to heat up and, you know, you don't want to be bombarded with, a, you know, carrying a whole bunch of extra stuff. But for the kids, they may need to bundle up. So I'm pretty sure you ran into situations like that with your children. Huh? I have. And like with the spread of ages I've had, I do have currently, 
that I can take a couple with me and then leave some behind with like their siblings and have a yeah. watch depending on what's kind of going on or, you know, or just opt to having, you know, a run on the elliptical or treadmill or whatever. Like I have options. I prefer not to go to a gym because that's a lot of planning as a mother. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. means I have to chisel out time, gas money, you know, all that stuff. You actually have to look pretty decent in your workout clothes when I can just wear whatever at home or going, you know, around the area. I like you actually have, I don't, I'm not into that. So yes, I prefer to be, you know, just trading around kids so that they can adapt. You know, what's crazy is that this whole, basically all my pointers that I bring out in this particular uh, episode was, is all about planning. Like you have to see, you got to see things ahead of time. And and I like how you said that going to the gym will take extra planning. That's just one thing that you don't have to worry about because you you keep it simple. You know yep. what I mean? And simplifying our lives, like why, you know, and again, nothing against people that want to go to the gym. But uh, some, like you said, gas money to get there takes about maybe 10, 15 minutes, depending on how far your gym is. Then you got to get, get your duffel bag out, go get changed, take a shower afterwards. I mean, you're killing so much time. And as, as parents, man, the time is precious. And we, we can use that time for our, our kids. Yep. It's exactly like I tell people, I'm like, if you're motivated and you do more and perform better because you go to a gym, that's cool. That's not me. But it's just like, find what works for you. Because with everything I've always said is one size does not fit all. So one workout mm-hmm. does not work for you that will work for me, vice versa, like how you like your environment, situation, body, everything's different. So do what works for you. Absolutely. So I have another question here. Um, when I see that I basically have not seen uh, any posts of you doing races, do you sign up to uh, any 5Ks or half marathons, anything like that? I do not. (laughs) Now that I am, ever since I was a kid, I don't do well with competing, which Mm. is why I never tell people my distance. I never tell people my times. Any of that stuff is because I personally do not do well with it. And I honor that side of my, like, you know, needs of not like doing that. So when I was younger, I used to swim and the first year I started swimming, I went to state and I had to drop out because I would get so scared and nervous and anxiety that I made myself physically ill. Mm -hmm. And so I don't do well with like competing, which is why I never did any sports that were competitive, any of that stuff. And I keep to that of just like people like you can get over it. And I'm just like, I don't want to, I I actually just like where I'm at. So I have (laughs) not personally done it because I just, I like years ago, I had a goal of like, you know, doing a marathon just because and I was just like, you know what, I don't care. I just love it too much. I don't want to continuously need goals. Like I'm not goal driven like that. I have vision, but I don't do goals. Ashley, I'm loving what you're saying right now. That's that's some amazing stuff right there. And um, I used to uh, go to a restaurant, a local restaurant, and this lady would run like 13 miles and and she said she doesn't do races. And I'm like, so you're running 13 miles for no reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I had, like, I, you know, I kind of like to have goals on the calendar to kind of help me stay focused on maybe my eating and different things like that. But you got to admire someone who is just running because they know that it's good for their mental and everything like that. And don't need the medals and accolades or anything like, you know, anything to, to validate why they're running. Um, I do have one race that you may find very, very um, um, fun, and that would be any Disney race because you get a chance to take the kids on a nice vacation and then you get to run and it's very non-competitive. Now, of course, because I try to be competitive against myself, I run through it, right? And so one of my members, Chris Ballard, she's like, you didn't stop for any pictures. Like, you're, you're crazy. So that's what's so fun about Disney is that when you run through the Magic Kingdom and stuff, you can stop in line, take pictures with the different characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that that's a really cool uh, place to, to have a runcation, I, I say. I might have to look into that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and if uh, usually... You know, obviously, due to COVID, they had to uh, cancel their 2020 event um, or 2021. January 2021 is what I was 
hoping to do what they call a dopey, and that's um, run a 5K on Thursday, a um, a 10K on Friday, a half marathon on Saturday, and then the full marathon is on Sunday. And if you do all four of those races, it's called the dopey challenge. So you get you get five or six medals for doing it. And a lot of people, when I went there in 2020, um, I was I had the podcast then. I was like talking to people, strangers. And they was telling me that they were doing the dopey. And I'm like, would you mind uh, talking about it on the podcast? And um, what I found fascinating is that some of those individuals who did that, they never ran a full marathon before, which I haven't ran a full marathon either. I'd done like almost 20 halves, but I never did a full. So I kind of wanted to make Disney the first time I did a full, you know. So we'll, we'll see if they open it up for 2022. Fair. That sounds good. <laughs> and uh, if, if, if you can keep your eye on it, it's called Run Disney. They, they, they might have a, they, I think it's the website is Run Disney or there's a Facebook group called Run Disney. And everyone's just clamoring, waiting for an announcement, what they're going to do for 2021, uh, 2022. And they also have one that I wouldn't mind going down for a run along, like uh, not as extensive as the, as the Dopey Challenge, but uh, the Wine and Dine. It's kind of like a princess run or something like that. No, wine and dine. They actually feed you. It's a spread afterwards. And it's like a fun event for the whole family, you know? I can see you doing a princess run. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You set yourself up for that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. One one of my members here in New Jersey, she was going to go down to Florida for the princess run. That's usually in February. Um, but it got turned virtual. So her, her mom and her aunt end up walking in it because, uh, her aunts are, her mom is not a runner, but she's a walker, but, um, proud of all those, those individuals, these ladies that is taking their health to another level and using walking and running as a way to do that. Um, would you now, because you're competitive and you're not thinking about, you know, numbers and stuff like that, um, since adopting your healthier lifestyle, and I know it was a while ago, do you know how much you've been able to lose and maintain since that time? Uh, I lost over 100 pounds. Good for you. Good for you. And, and, and this question is so stupid, but how do you feel since adopting that? Oh, my gosh. It's a, it's a, it is a lifestyle and it's just been a big game changer for me. Like, I mean, 17 years ago is when it happened of losing, like it took over a year to lose all that weight, but like adopting that lifestyle of like, you know, being healthier and stuff. And then I changed to a positive attitude and it's just like the success that's happened. It's just amazing. Like it is amazing. I can't even describe how well life is because of, my choices that I continuously make every day, that choice every single day to lace up that choice every single day to, you know, make sure I'm fueling myself properly and everything. And it's not just food. It's everything around you, like making that choice every day to surround yourself with positivity, you know, be positive and continue on is it's a, it's a big deal. And it reflects in every aspect of my life, not just health wise, but like, you know, work, kids everything as a mother as a friend it's just amazing you show up you show up different you know what i mean like you know the the majority of the world is uh complaining got their head down slouching can't wait to get done the day of work so that they can go back and do the same old thing that they do at home whether it's kick their feet up on the couch and turn on the tv or something and then they repeat it tomorrow but your life is so much fuller now because of what your actions your decisions and, and I'm proud of you. So some of your children have never seen the unhealthy side of Ashley because, you know, they're young and you've been doing this for quite some time now. Um, but how how does your family enjoy this version of Ashley? My kids love it. Like we I, I'm that parent that everybody goes to of like kids because they're like, what's she going to do next? Like, cause I get out and play with my kids. Like, that's a big key is that I actually get down. If we're going to have a Nerf gun war, we're going to have a water balloon fight. I'm going to be the front front runner. Like I'm going to win and I'm going to be doing it with them. So like all the kids come over here. So it's like, they love it because that's not the norm. Like for parents to get down and play with their kids and like stay active and just 
enjoy life. Like I still go back to being a kid every single day, like being around my kids. I, I keep that innocence and keep that fun and the pleasure of life, like wake up excited. Like what adventure am I going to do today? Like what activity am I going to do? And my kids love it. Like they literally don't know what's coming next. That is awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah. Hey guys, every, everybody, Ashley, Cherie mm -hmm. has just dropped some great information for us. You know, just her passion is coming through on, on this call today. Um, and she's excited to wake up every day and not know what's new, right? And her kids mm -hmm. are excited to find out what's going to happen, right? You know, what, what makes Ashley different is that she's not excited for a new marathon or, you know, a, a, a new personal record or anything. She's running because she loves it. She's running because she realizes the, uh, the impact that it's having on her family. And, and Ashley, we thank you so much for being on the show. Um, before we let you go, what can you say to our listeners and those mothers out there that may be ready to start their journey tomorrow? Just remember at the end of the day, this is about you and you becoming the better you that it's going to pass down to your kids. These waves, these ripples that you create now will literally push them to make those waves as well. It pushes out like it's not just about my kids. I motivate other people to do better for themselves and be better for themselves so that they can be better for everything and every aspect around them. So you are leaving a legacy. You're creating it too. So do it well. This is your time to do it. Did you look at my notes or something? Because no. <laughs> that was beautifully said. That was beautifully said. Um, we have a responsibility, you know, to basically when we walk into a room, um, we want to leave that room better than when we left it. Amen. You know, we don't want to be the cause of, of, of the negativity uh, of the room. Right. So uh, leave someone with a smile on their face. Pick pick them up. You know, uh, sometimes you go through a bad day. Well, guess what? Someone else has it worse than you. So, that, you know, just literally today I had something go on in my life that I called someone that I know has been sick for a long time. And I just wanted to give him encouragement because, again, if I'm feeling it, I know he must be feeling even worse because he's, he's not feeling well. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and so. Um, the reason why I asked you about the notes is because one of my closing remarks here was going to be one of the best things that you can do for your newborn or any of your children is to leave a legacy of health. And my um, Rhapsody, who writes for us from time to time, she um, wrote a whole article on, you know, your health is your legacy for your children. And we celebrated episode 100 um just about five weeks ago and that was the title of that the legacy of health so if anybody out there wants to um listen to that in conjunction to this you'll see what we're talking about because i talk i talk to fathers too you know what i mean it's not mm -hmm. it's not the mother's responsibility not all the mother's responsibility you know get fathers get up don't matter how many hours you work today come home make an impact on your kid's life toss the football around play basketball chase them you know i you know, you heard you heard Ashley here say about Nerf guns, right? Boom. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, we thank you so much, um, Ashley. And uh, I never did ask you this question. So when I reached out to you, you could have thought that I was a creep or something. Right. I don't I don't I don't do that to everybody. But uh, from time to time, I'm like, I, I hope this person responds. What made you what made you say yes? What made you say yes? I, I, I'll come on. Oh my goodness. So it was a sign. It was like, literally, I had just posted in our running group about, I, cause I do it every day that I run. I post information, like inspiration, try to motivate others. And everybody was like, are you a motivational speaker? Do you have a podcast? Do you do this? Do this? I was like, no, I don't like, I, it's just me. I I'm here to, so that you can get to me. And they're like, you need to do it. And then boom, you, you messaged. And I'm like, fine. <laughs> I was like, I'll do it. I'll try it. We'll see how this goes. So it was just a weird sign that happened at the right time. <laughs> so, yeah. well, Ashley, I'm from the bottom of my heart. I thank you so much. I love your story. I, I love, you know, and, and being able to talk to you and, and hear the genuineness in your voice. Um, it's, it's okay for us to, how can people connect with you? Because you said that you uh, like to inspire others. Um, we, we, we'll leave those links in the show notes guys too, on the blog. So, um, you want to tell people how they can connect with you? 
Yep. You can, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram and it's Ashley Sheree on Facebook. I make it easy. I use my middle name so that if I ever change my name again, cause it's happened, you can find me no matter what. Like I like to be accessible where you can easily find me. I have every one of my posts that's just inspiration and stuff, you know, open to the public so you can follow, but you can also friend me. I don't care. Um, and then I like Instagram is the same thing. I run it through Instagram. If you're Instagram or compared to Facebook, everything gets posted all around so that it's always the same thing. So you can find it depending on your favorite way of, you know, being on social media. I don't, I don't want to exclude anybody. So that's so awesome guys. Once again, let's give her a round of applause for sharing that story. You could be clapping. I know you're driving right now, but go ahead and clap. It's okay. (laughs) Um, I'll I'll conclude as I was going to. One of the best things that you can do for your newborn or any of your children is to leave a legacy of health. And Ashley has set such a great pattern for us all to follow. She has six children, guys. She has six children, and she's still finding the time, carving out the time, not finding the time. You can't find the time. You have to make the time. And this is what Ashley has been doing. And you see that her children is following suit. They love it. They will love you for being that active parent. So remember, we're just one run or walk away from a good day, a good week, a good life. So keep calm and run to the best you. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Ashley. Yes, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye.